The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the disciples, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. As we gather together today, this weekend, I conclude my uh, most recent message series called Making the Resurrection Real Today. So this is homily number three uh, of three about looking at trying to see how we can uh, move the resurrection from something that we celebrate from the past and to make it alive for us as faithful followers of the Lord to be able to proclaim his good news, to kind of how it transforms our lives. And those who can't see the screen, it's okay. I'll be reading off some quotes and things for you. If you missed any of the series, you can go back. There's a link at the uh, Family of Parishes website. Or if you need, again, you have trouble sleeping, just go turn that on and I will put you to sleep, like maybe right now. So bear with me. So a little bit of a recap. In, in the first uh, homily, I kind of wanted to put the context of why we need to uh, bring and take a look at trying to make the resurrection real for us. Pope Francis, at his Easter Sunday message this year said, we need the crucified and risen Lord so that we can believe in the victory of love and hope for reconciliation. Today, more than ever, we need him to stand in our midst and repeat to us, peace be with you. And Pope Francis is saying more than ever, with all the things going on, and in in that letter, he talked about all the different challenges in the world, including the invasion in Ukraine, including the areas of the world that are struggling, that need healing. We need the risen Lord to really be with us and offer us peace. And I quoted Pope Benedict the 16th uh, during, and from one of his encyclicals where he said, being Christian is not the result of an ethical choice or a lofty idea, but the encounter with an event, a person, 
which gives life a new horizon and a decisive direction. So we need the resurrection today. And I think for that to happen, we need to encounter Jesus. We need to encounter him alive in our lives. So that was the first homily about this. We need that encounter because that encounter with the risen Lord changes our direction, changes our perspective from living for ourselves and living for him by being selfish to being selfless. In the second homily, I talked about cutting grass. I love to cut the grass. I don't know about you, if you need any extra help, give me a call. My, my rates are low, okay? But there is this, I talked about kind of moments where we kind of just, things are, are good, we're in the moment, we're experiencing the moment, and part of it for me is, being able to cut the grass. Or I used an example of going to Old Tiger Stadium. Or we have these moments where too, in the gift of our faith, that we just know God is there. And it doesn't matter what's going on. We just know that things are going to be okay. For me, one of the places of faith, this is a picture, you might not see it very well, but we go to place of pilgrimage, like the Merlin Shrine maybe, or if you've gone to the Holy Land, or for me, this is the shrine in Częstochowa, Poland, the Black Madonna Shrine, which is a place where I experience God and peace in a very special way. We are in that moment, and in that moment, I think what happens to us is what Pope Benedict was talking about, that there's this decisive encounter, that we cannot help but be overwhelmed by God's love and mercy, and we hope Every week in our weekend celebrations, when we gather in our churches and our family of parishes, that that encounter occurs through the beautiful singing, of course, through the scriptures proclaimed, received in the Eucharist, our encounters with one another, that we, we stand in the presence of God's grace in so many overlapping ways. That's why the Sunday celebration of Mass is so important. It's to have that renewed encounter. So I talked about that in the second homily. And what ended that second homily was this quote from the Gospel of John. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. And so in that encounter with Christ, he forgives, he embraces, he empowers, and he sends out. That's how we're loved, we're changed, but that's also how the Lord sends us out to do the same thing. This commandment of loving others the way he has loved us dying on the cross. So why we need the resurrection alive in our, in our lives, in our world today, kind of being in that moment of conversion leads us to the third and last homily in which we hear this sense of mission as we heard in the gospel and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Jesus, after the resurrection, being ready to ascend into heaven, 
sends and designates the apostles and through baptism all of us to be witnesses of the resurrection. So a witness testifies, a witness proclaims, a witness tells the story, a witness shares what they've experienced. If we're going to be witnesses of the Lord, we need to experience him. We need to be transformed by him, and he sends us out. He sent the apostles beginning from Jerusalem and go to all the nations. Our mission in every age as the church is to share the Lord's love. I think we all know that, but we need to try to make that tangible, real, not just for our lives, not just for our parishes, but for the world. We don't do it alone. In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we heard, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we hear this echo again in the first reading. We're to share that love to the ends of the earth, but we're going to receive the Holy Spirit. That's next Sunday, so I won't get into that. As we celebrate the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit who helps us stay on course only if we allow allow him to one of the things I told the confirmation candidates uh, this past week in which uh, they were being confirmed and I said that the sacrament is only as good as how much we're willing to use the sacrament so you can be anointed with chrism and strengthened with the Holy Spirit but if you don't say yes to the Holy Spirit, you don't invite the Holy Spirit to guide you, it's just a ritual that has no effect. Same thing with our faith. You know, coming to Mass will not be transformative, will not be inspiring, will not be strengthening unless we say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I want you in my life. And that transformation then, it, it, it begs us to share that good news. And the Holy Spirit helps us with that. How do we do that with the Holy Spirit? Well, Pope Francis back in 2014 was speaking to a group of religious sisters in, uh, in South Korea. And he said this about being a witness. He said, only if our witness is joyful will we attract men and women to Christ. Which means we should smile more which means we should probably be a little bit more optimistic where we should be looking for and seeing God's grace. You know, the biggest contradiction is an unhappy Christian because we have the greatest news ever. Do not be afraid, Jesus told the apostles. Everything's going to be okay. The resurrection is there for us. So sharing with joy will attract people to Christ. And he goes on, and this joy is a gift which is nourished by a life of prayer, meditation on the Word of God, and the celebration of the sacraments and life in community. He says a lot of things there. We need to pray. We need to reflect on the scriptures. We need to receive the sacraments, of course, in the Eucharist in particular, reconciliation but also in a life of community. 
And that's why our family of parishes is so important to us. All of our faith communities uh, kind of gather us all together and by the gifts of one another and the power of the Holy Spirit, we harness this energy that we could not do alone. And as we joyfully celebrate, as we joyfully give thanks, hopefully we joyfully live our lives bringing hope and joy to those who are sad, to those who are suffering. Because the Pope went on to say that if, if we don't have these things in our lives, when these are lacking, weaknesses and difficulties will emerge to dampen the joy we knew so well. When I read those words, it made me think about, am I truly joyful in the gift of faith that God has given to me? Or even as a priest, have I made my vocation and my ministry a job? Tasks to fulfill. And one of the things that I thought about this week is kind of taking a look at the moments that I have opportunity to see the joy of what Christ offers. And for me, of course, celebrating Mass, Yesterday, hearing a number of confessions, celebrating uh, the Sacrament of Confirmation with amazing young people and amazing families, taking time at the end of the day and taking time in different parts of the day based on the schedules to pray, so that it would never run out of fuel, but also that my joy is not dampened or weakened despite helping people in different circumstances and challenges we're all called to do the same we have to search out those opportunities of faith that gives us joy and to recognize christ's risen presence in so many ways around us each and every day and i think if we recognize that we have that joy in our hearts. And then that joy in our hearts will let our faces know. Joyful people will bring others closer to Christ. We have the greatest news ever. In the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles after Jesus was ascended into heaven, angels showed up and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? Jesus goes up, he disappears, and the apostles are still looking up. They're obviously amazed at this event, but they can't stay there. As overwhelmingly, you, you are all right now overwhelmed with great joy of this homily and, and letting you know it's coming close to an end. So that gives you even more joy. You cannot stay here and listen to me for hours. You must go home at the end of Mass. You go back to your families. You go back to work eventually during the week. The apostles had to descend from this mountain of the ascension to go and do the work that was needed, to share the good news. Well, we too can't stay here. We too have to go out and do the work of the gospel, not alone, but together. 
carrying that gift of joy that we receive and the gift of the Holy Spirit. The angels were telling the apostles, go, go. There's no deacon here today, but at the end of Mass, the, the deacon, if they're here, has the role, has the most important role of Mass. It says the Mass is in, go in peace. It doesn't mean, you know, thanks for joining us, we'll see you next week. The deacon or the priest saying, is saying, go, the dismissal is saying, what you've received here, the joy and the love of Christ, you now have to give away and share with everything you do. We come to this mountaintop of faith to be filled with joy, to then share that joy. So how do we do that as our faith community, as our family of parishes? Here's the conclusion. We, we need to renew our commitment to be missionaries here and now. So we have to kind of re-embrace the fact that we are commissioned to share God's joy and love. We do that within the community and beyond. And there's lots of opportunities in both. You know, for us, you know, in this sense here, we, we have uh, uh, baskets at each of the churches to help with donations right now for the uh, homeless shelter that is opening up on June 1st. We have opportunities to continue to support uh, people in, in struggling and suffering in Ukraine. We have our outreach ministries in our parish from our St. Vincent de Paul to our food programs at St. Ursula's and uh, uh, St. Agnes, all these different ways just within our parish to kind of renew this sense that that missionary work has to be lived out in action. So we have to understand that the fullness of being a follower of the Lord involves me sharing joy with others. As our family parishes, we're going to develop a new vision and plan to reach out in our post-pandemic world. The pandemic has caused us opportunity of reflection but also I think an opportunity of renewed vigor to live the good news so that we can bring people in the moment of the resurrection by our hospitality, generosity, and love. To do this, we need to adapt, change, let go, and embrace uh, everything needed to most effectively accomplish the mission. So when we renew this vision to be missionaries, there, we're gonna discover certain things that doesn't help us in our mission and we have to let those things go so that we can embrace new opportunities to help transform the world because that is our primary mission to share the joy of the resurrection and last go once you have a plan once you put things together you have to act you have to go and we're going to do that together with pastoral council, with finance, with staff, and with all of us together as the five churches that make up our family to shine a brighter light of hope and joy in the world. And I think that's how we can make the resurrection real for us and for the world.